Hey everyone, I'm honored to share Sully, a narrative podcast about PGA professional Tom Sullivan. This series was produced and written by Dom Destoli. When Dom asked me if I'd be willing to use Imperfect Game as a host for these podcasts, it was impossible to say no. Some of you might be new to the Imperfect Game, and if that's the case, feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you'll know when podcasts are released. Last week, I interviewed Dom about this project, so if you're looking for a bit of context, go ahead and check that interview out. I have included the link in my show notes. But if you're ready for episode one of Sully, titled Dad, stay right here. Before jumping in, I want to thank the sponsor of this podcast and every Imperfect Game pod. It's Just Soap. It's Just Soap is made with only natural ingredients, unlike many other store-bought soaps. It's Just Soap will give you a luxurious lather for the best shower experience. Go to itsjustsoap.com. That's It's Just Soap, S-O-P, leave off the A for additives, and use the code BASEDAYGOLF for 15% off your first purchase. With all that being said, I'm honored to step aside and present the first episode of Sully, titled Dad. Let's talk about the pancake incident. We'll title this one Pancake Incident. Sarah Sullivan would like to share a simple yet fond memory of her father. One day I was like, I just want pancakes. I'm like, I don't know how to make pancakes. I'm like 10. So he's like, what do you want for breakfast? I'm like, pancakes. He goes, really? I'm like, yeah, dad, chocolate chip pancakes. He's like, I got it. I go, really? Yeah, we can just, he goes, no, I can do it. I go, okay, cool. So I go upstairs, get dressed, come back down, and I'm just sitting there, and then it starts to smell like fire. I'm like, Dad, is everything okay? He goes, yeah, I'm fine. I sit down at the table, and next thing I know, he comes over and puts these very, very dark colored hard frisbee in front of me. And I go, Dad, what are those? He goes, pancakes. I go, all right. So I'm not going to knock it before I try it. So I take my fork, add a little bit of butter and syrup. I wanted to throw it up so fast, but I was like, this man put in so much effort trying to make me some pancakes. He's like, how are they? I'm like, they're, they're solid. He's like, all right. He goes in the other room, like every single day would tie his shoes in the exact same, like do his typical routine. I get up, throw the pancakes away. And I'm like, lunch will be soon. <laughs> I'm Dominic Dastily, and this is Sully, a narrative podcast series about PGA professional Tom Sullivan. Episode one, Dad. Like at home, the whole professional golfer act dropped as soon as he got in the door. When we were kids, he'd go outside with Ryan and I and like play stupid games with us. Like we'd always be like, let's play horse and like play horse and like do stupid stuff. And you just be there and, and be present in the moment. He'd go eat his dinner and then be like, okay, what are we doing? Like, what's up? What's the plan? You know, like when I got into 
card games, and he was really good at cards, really good at everything, but duh. But <laughs> when like I started learning how to play cards, like that's all we would do. I'd be like, we have to play, we have to play. I think I maybe beat him twice in 20 years. Like I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> Embarrassed myself, but when I was a kid, I'd like every single Care Bear. So he would like figure out which ones are which. So like my whole room was flooded with them. And then I'd be like, what's your favorite one and why? And so then he would start to like look them up and do this and be like, I like the rain one or I don't even remember their names, but like stuff like that and be into it with you because he knew that's what you like. And so Ryan and I started to get on to reality TV because we would watch like our shows and be like, oh my God, like SpongeBob, I love this. And then the best part was we'd see him watching it and then when we walk in he'd like switch to the golf channel I'm like what are you watching and then so when one of us was out of the house tech the other one would be like he's watching the voice he's watching big brother like loved big brother reality tv i would never expect him to like but then he would talk to him about it and he'd be like oh yeah like or he'd send me like news news articles and be like, did you see this with her like i don't even know what reality tv show this is but i'm glad you know it the man loved reality TV. Letting that one out there. I told my mom I'd try not to embarrass him that much, but <laughs> gotta let the world know. <laughs> my parents had me when my mom was 38 and my dad was 51. So when, you know, you're growing up and he experienced this time, and but it was like mid-40s and I'm born in 2000, there's a huge gap of time and it's like, like the whole technology thing. That was a huge fiasco. Dad, you gotta get the iPhone. And he's like, why? Like, what's an iPhone? And then like Ryan and I would talk about like what we were watching on TV as kids and all this stuff. He'd be like, well, I watched this, this, and this. And you're like, I don't even know what that is. Like, that even wasn't around 10 years ago. He's like, well, it was on when I was a kid. I was like, yeah, you were born like 19... 40s. Like, I don't know anything about that. He was just an old man who had two little children with him. So we went out to the diner. It was just me and him. And someone was like, oh my God, you're here with your grandpa. And it just caught me on guard. I was like, wait, what? And I go, um, and he just, and then she like walked away and he goes, she thinks I'm your grandfather. I'm your father. Like, just like making like stupid little comments and jokes. I mean, the best part was he's colorblind. If no one knew that he's colorblind, I'd be sitting downstairs at breakfast. And he'd come downstairs with like three pairs of pants and a few shirts and be like, so how are we feeling? And I'm like, either I'd be like, that one is the only one that works or none of the, I'm like, oh. Like, can you just buy bland colors, like neutrals? And then we can work on like colorful shirts. Definitely a goofball, for sure. <laughs> so basketball started when I was five. So now I'm 21. So I live in the small town of Sheffield, Massachusetts. And a few towns over is Housatonic. And that's where I started Hoosie Dome. And Hoosie Dome, Hoosie League, House League. And I was like the only girl, like one of two girls playing. So, I mean, it was fine. It was like five-year-olds, five, six-year-olds. But I was like, oh, my God, I can't do this, Dad. Like, 
I can't play basketball. I'm the only girl. Blah, blah. And he's like, no, just go out there and play. You'll be fine. Probably brought me to every single practice. Went to every single game of mine. Like, he was just always there. Knew what was happening. Knew if we won or lost. And knew how the game went. My mom was the exact same way. Like, it's just so awesome to have two parents so highly involved. The best part was after games, he was really good at reading the room and like reading how I felt. So if I felt like I didn't do good or felt or was upset after the loss, it was just kind of like, he would be like, all right, where do you want to go eat? And then we just talked about maybe the game for 20 minutes. It would be like open-ended conversations of how do we improve this? And here's what I think. It was just it's so involved and he gave the best advice to help me and all of this stuff that it was just crazy. Like, I'd be like, oh, what do you think about this? And then he'd say one word and I'd be like, you're right. You're so right. Or like after games, even before games, he'd give me like the best pep talks and everything. But at the end of the day, He's the one that boosted my confidence to be like, you're the only little girl there. Show them what you can do. And I'm still trying. Just that motivation of like, who cares? Play your game. Apparently that's what I did. I was introduced to golf, like basketball, at a young age. But it didn't really sit with me because I was like, I can't like hit anybody. Like I played in one tournament at the club when I was a kid. It was a whole different world of how you're supposed to act on the golf course versus in the basketball court. Like it's two very different things and being a feisty little child I was, wanting to be better than everyone and be better than like the boys that I played against. It was different because then when I had to go, like I played the tournament, I was like the only girl in the tournament also. I played against boys, but it was like, I couldn't trash talk them. Not that I do, but it's like, I couldn't do what I do on the basketball court to them. I had to be like, oh, nice shot. Which as a kid, I was like, no, this is so boring. Why would anyone want to do this? But he was also like, she doesn't like it, she doesn't like it. Let it go. Like, I don't, it's like, whatever. So basically what happened was I played golf my freshman year at Wilson. I was on varsity for four years and it was cool. Like it was fun, but honestly, I didn't really try that hard. I didn't really care. Like at my free time, I'd be like basketball, basketball. Like I want to be in the gym. Golf, I was like, in my free time, I'm like, no, we can go mini golfing. I don't really want to go to the range. Like boring. <laughs> but it was... The summer of COVID summer, basically, I went home. There was nothing to do except golf. Like gyms were closed, everything was closed. And I was like, well, see how it goes. Like it wasn't terrible. Like I kind of grew, it kind of grew on me to be like, okay, like I play sometimes with my mom, I play in the ladies league on Sundays, but I was never like, oh my God, I care. Then I was like, I was so sick of being bad. It was also very hard for me as a kid to rationalize 
okay, it's okay that I make a mistake, but my dad's a PGA professional. I was like, I can't mess up. So it was hard for me to be like, okay, you know what you're talking about really well. I'm a little scared. But anyways, that COVID summer, I played by myself after work or before work. And he's the only person I would take lessons from. He dropped my handicap from 18 to now I'm a four. And then I started to be like, I want to be my mom. And she's like a four handicap. And she would like that. I'm like, I want to be that. That's cool. I was like, well, take practice. I'm like, I don't care. So it started to get on that. I got like, I don't know, they call it like runner's high, but I got like the golf high of like, I got it. I gotta practice, I gotta be this, I gotta do this, I gotta be so like this, this, this. I would text him and be like, I'm coming over, where are you? He'd be like, I'm busy. I'd be like, all right, I'll be out there playing, catch me when you can, like stuff like that. And on each hole, I'd text him updates and he'd be like, okay. And then he'd, you know, drive out and meet me and play for a few holes. But I would always ask him, be like, I need this lesson, I need a sand lesson, I need, you know how to do this, I need to know how to do that. And he's like, all right, well, Take it slow. And I'm like, now, like now, now, now. <laughs> like, let's just spend three hours at the range. He's like, I got meetings. I'm like, uh, he's like, bring them over here. Like, talk outside. It's a nice day. Like, what? <laughs> like, it was just like that. The first time I broke 80, I shot a 74. I think on the front, it was three over. And on the back, I like got birdies. I'm like, oh my God. Like I got birdies and I got a couple bogeys and stuff like started to, and then I finally looked at my scorecard and I'm like, it's a 74. He's like, how'd it go? I'm like, guess. That's what we do after after every round, we like, guess. He goes, 83. I go, no. He goes, 81. I go, no. And he starts going higher and I go, you gotta go lower. And then he goes, just finally goes, 74? He goes, no effing way. The man doesn't swear. By the way, the man does not swear. And he's like, well, all right, practice tomorrow. Like, <laughs> but it was just so awesome. And it was so awesome to share with him and be the first person I told. I just did it. And it's all because of you that I just got this. So, So October 7th, Wednesday, I believe, I remember I was playing golf. It was like, I knew storms were coming, but I was like, whatever, it's just gonna be wind and some rain. I'm like playing really well. Like, honestly, I was just in a zone. I was probably gonna shoot 75 or 76, playing really, really well. And then it was getting like really bad. It's like, oh God, I had like two holes left. It's like I text him and be like, there's thunder, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't even, I didn't even look at my phone if he got the text. And then I tee off on 17, pure shot right into the fairway, like the best. And then the horn goes off. I'm like, damn. I'm like, we'll just say I shot 76, whatever. So it's coming down, whatever, I'm driving back on the access road and that's right behind the tennis courts. So I was like, all right, go, 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 got out. I literally remember I went straight to my car, put through my bag in, brought the car up and just went. 
like down to my car, which is abnormal because if I know my dad is at the course, doesn't matter after anything, I will go over, I will go find him and talk to him and sit with him. Or at least just be like, all right, bye, I love you, I'm going home. Didn't do it. And I just remember it like really starting to come down. I was a little nervous. I get this like weird feeling. I'm like, this is, something is off. Something's very, very wrong. I'm like, whatever, just go home. Like, I don't know, like maybe it's my home. Maybe the tree fell in the house. But I, like, that's honestly what I was thinking. And I get out, I'm like, all right, let's just go back roads home. I go through Egremont to go home and a whole entire tree is out of the In my head, I'm like, what? I'm like, sleep just off. So I get home and I was like, is everything good? And my mom is like, yeah. I still have this very, very off feeling. I'm like, hey, this is not the place that something is happening. Something is happening somewhere else. I feel very off. I feel like not good. I was like, okay. Whatever. And then I go upstairs 20 to 30 minutes after police show up at the door. So like I yell downstairs, I'm like, police are at the door. My mom's like, what? And as soon as I saw them, I go, that's the bad thing. And so I know one of the officers and he goes, I need to come inside. Part of me just wanted to be like, no, no, don't, don't even say it. Cause I know, I know where it's going to go. My mom looks at me and I'm like, okay. I'm in. So we all come downstairs. I'm downstairs, my mom's downstairs, Ryan's downstairs. And he just goes, I can do it, I can do it. He just goes, your father's dead. And I'm like, what? And then that bad feeling was like, that's it. That's what it was. And I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Like. I go, from what? I'm just thinking he got in a car crash on the way home. Like he struggles to see when it's bad outside. No, he went down the access road and the one tree that fell down fell on him like two seconds before or after. He could have avoided it. And like for five minutes, I literally like dropped to the floor, screaming, crying. Like I'm like, this just shouldn't happen this way. Like, this is not how it's supposed to happen. So my mom, my poor is like, not okay. Sitting on the floor, like my mom's like trying to hug me. I'm like, my brain just registers as shut it off. And yeah. New this morning, we've learned the acclaimed head golf professional at a Great Barrington golf course was killed in a tragic accident during the storms. Police say Thomas Sullivan died when a tree fell onto his golf cart just after 5.30 yesterday. The next day, I drove his car home. That was terrible. Picked up his golf bag from the police station. That was terrible. Like a few days after, I'm like, I have to go see where it was. Like, I have to go see it all. And like, the worst part about it is I know that's where it happened because the access road was the one I drove up on off of 17. 
And it was hard because I'm walking the path, like I walked past it. So the car tipped and all this stuff came out. So when you see like his notes and his handwriting and everything on it, it's hard. And you see the scorecard where I write like, hi dad, I love you on it, on the ground. It's like really, really hard. But like, as I walk by, no other trees are down. It's just so hard to be like, why is that the one? Like, why did that happen? I thought about two main things, the two main things where I thought about kids, like when I want to have kids and like, he'd be the coolest grandparent, you know, like him and my mom together, like <laughs> the coolest ever. And I know my mom's going to be so cool. The other main thing is like, I'm getting married and who's going to walk you down the aisle? And I don't have that option. The worst part about it is that we finally got to the point of the friend stage in a like parent-child relationship where he didn't need to be like, okay, do your homework. It was just kind of like, he would call me up and be like, hey buddy. And the voicemails are just him too, of the stuff that he would say and just checking in buddy, seeing how it's going. Hi, it's me. Hi, Sarah, Danny. I hope practice is going well. Play hard, keep it up, keep doing well. Now that I don't get to speak to him, to hear his voice and stuff, it's always nice to, you know, hear it. And if I'm having a bad day, sometimes I just skip to the end and it's like, Love you, bye-bye. I love you. All right, I love you, bye-bye. And that makes me feel a lot better. At the end of the day, I do think I'm okay. Yeah, this it's probably the hardest thing I'll ever have to do or deal with, but my 20 years with him, very 20 years of happiness, of joy, of laughter, of silly, goofy stuff. I'm just so thankful for the 20 years I got of him and all the things he did. I'm glad that I got it, my brother got it, my mom got it. Yeah, it was the best. Thank you for listening to Sully, a narrative podcast series about PGA professional Tom Sullivan, produced by Dominic Dastley in association with Wyantanet Country Club and the Northeastern New York PGA.